that might be too much for me okay. that's a lot of emotions a lot mm -hmm. of personalities and i tend to attach yeah so i'm like i guess we're all getting here together yeah you're like this forever. is my wife now yeah this is my husband we're yeah. all together yeah are we moving in together welcome back to open late podcast i'm your host jessica spandiari and this week I have with me a dear, dear friend. We've been friends forever. And I just learned something brand new about Miss Dre Renee. Yeah. And I was like, you have to come on my show and talk about this. I can't believe I've been on here before. It is wild. Yeah. I know. We've been two years, actually. Two years? This week. Yeah, I was actually thinking about how long, because I mean, you have so many episodes. And mm -hmm. I was like, how long has it been? You came to the launch party. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. Was that two years ago? It was two years ago. Wow. Yeah. At the Mandarin. Yeah. 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 That was a fun party. That was a really fun party. Yeah. We had like burlesque dancers. And yes. I know. I like to, yeah, reminisce about that. Do it up. Um, so we are going to be talking about something that I've never, ever talked about on this show before. And it's a miss that I haven't because there's so much crossover with these topics. So we're going to dive right in, but I would like to introduce you all to Drea Renee, who is an expert in love and dependency, which I didn't even know about you. Yeah. I mean, the thing is a lot of people experience this, but I think they don't understand how to label it. Mm -hmm. And so basically it's like any other addiction, let's right. say, if you have an alcohol addiction, gambling, food, when that becomes all consuming, it becomes your entire life. You can't think about anything. And so, you know, like Jess said, we've been friends for a while yeah. and Pasha makes all these jokes. Everybody calls me crazy. You know, <laughs> Dre's is a jealous weirdo. And it's like, it comes from a place, right? Yeah. There's a whole trajectory that I've gone on to sort of get this, like, I need to be loved and I need these things. Mm. So just like with anything, you're trying to escape from something. You don't right. want to think about yourself, anything to get outside of yourself. And that's what relationships became for me. Mm. So as you know, you okay. guys may not know, but I'm sober as well. So yes. no alcohol, no drugs, nothing. There's so much to unpack here. So much. Because I also stopped drinking in October yeah. last year. So almost a, a year, actually. It's been a year, I think, next week. And I think that this is such an interesting overlap because – You've been sober for over almost 15 years. I was, I was going to say over 10, almost 15. Yeah, it'll be 15 next year. Okay. And when, so we were having this conversation. I want to like backtrack a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Started drinking when she was a baby. Um, I want to unpack this because when you shared with me that, I think you said something like, girl, if you think like I, you know, was in AA, forget about AA. Yeah. I go to slaw. Right. And I was like, what is slaw besides yeah. something that I'm putting on my burger later? <laughs> um, and so can you share a little bit about yeah. the initial part of the journey and like why you ended up going? So when I got sober, mm -hmm. just like with any addiction, it's like it doesn't change your wiring. You just stop doing one thing. And that laser focus goes to something else. Yeah. Right. So it's like whack-a-mole. Right. It's like you, you take replace care. it. Yeah, you replace it. It's like dating, food, gambling, <laughs> sex, yeah. all the things, shopping, whatever it is. And so they tell you not to date in AA for the first mm -hmm. year. So you can really focus on, you know, not drinking and kind of getting back to your body and getting back right. to yourself. But a lot of times people do date. Yeah. And so all of that energy. <laughs> razor focuses in yeah <laughs> you know on, and to the person on the person and so I was in therapy and my therapist said to me she was like I know you're struggling with the alcohol stuff but she's like I think you might be a love addict like I'm not sure but maybe check out slaw mm -hmm. which is sex and love addicts anonymous 
Now, I was a little turned off at first because I, I heard sex addict and I was like, mm-hmm. that's not my experience. No. No. You're like a lovey daddy. I'm like a lovey <laughs> That sounds good. And sometimes people also identify themselves as a romantic and fantasy addict mm. in slaw as well. And so it's like I meet someone and it's just like an instant daydream. We're already married in my head. And so like people, we make all these jokes all the time. Yes, like, I go on I make one these date jokes with you. I know. I go on one date. Somebody like kisses me. And so I'm like, Yes. Right? Like you love me. Right? <laughs> I'm dead. But in my mind, that's what they happens. told me their last name. And I'm like, so Dre is gone. So I'm done. Yeah. Do like it has a nice ring to it. It has a great ring, but I don't know them. Whoa. I know nothing about them. And so she started listening to my stories and she's like, You just replaced. Mm. And I never thought about that. And what's interesting is like they become everything. So it's like social life gone, like needing to eat gone, whatever they want to do. I'm into it. I remember I went on a date with this one guy and he was like really into surfing and being at the beach. And it's like, I have extensions. I cannot swim. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to handle this, but I'll just deal with it. Oh my God. (laughs) And we get to the beach. He's like, Drea. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to stay here right now. Like the water's really not working for me today. You know what I mean? But it's like, I wanted to be with him so badly. Then you didn't tell him any of these things about your own personality. Yeah. I were like, like, I'm just going to be a part of you. Right. But I'm I'm just, whatever you want me to be, like I'll be Mm. just so I can get you to love me. Wow. Right. Mm Because it's like, that's what it is. I'm like, see me, love me. But it starts with childhood trauma and like my father and that whole journey. And so that's sort of how I got to slaw. And so it's like, I need a program to sort of manage my dating, mm-hmm. like me doing it by myself or just jumping in on my own without any sort of guidance. Not a good idea. No, it's not working <laughs> no. for you. I got to check in with somebody. I got to be writing about it. I have to like sort of watch what steps I'm taking. Wow. So do you still work sort of a program when you're dating? Yeah. Even, even I today? Mean, with the programs, I think it ebbs and flows. Mm-hmm. Like I've been in program for 15 years and yeah. like sometimes I'm going mm-hmm. and then sometimes I'm kind of doing my own thing. But it's like a pendulum. Yeah. And I'm like, stop. And I'm like, where are you going? What are you doing? Why are you not talk- calling me? You know, or whatever it is. And I'm like, I probably need to go to a meeting when yes. all these things are like coming up. Mm. And you can pinpoint it because you brought up your childhood and you brought up stuff with your yeah. dad. So do you want to share a little bit about, yeah. do you have like exact moments or core memories or events that happened to you where you were like, this is when I decided? I think it was seven. Like we all know mm-hmm. like about our inner child and how old they are and things like that. And I think... My parents divorced when I was seven and my parents had me really, really young. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's like kids growing up with kids, not really knowing how to emotionally evolve and and do things the proper way. So my dad, you don't have all the tools. He doesn't have, he's 18. My dad rode his bike to the hospital. Okay. Like, yeah. So it's like, I mean, what is, how is he going to (laughs) take care? It's very, very wholesome childhood stuff right there. And then, you know, my dad struggled with some, um, issues and and that sort of just you know broke him and my parents up Mm -hmm. but they did not communicate well and there was a lot of like my dad didn't show up and Mm -hmm. didn't pick us up on time and so I'm learning that my dad doesn't love me and I have to like really work and I got to really chase and I really have to call keep calling without answering so these patterns just kind of trickled over right into into my dating and the thing about it is it's like you can know that it's not healthy mm-hmm. but it's familiar oh yeah it's and I'm still like, your wiring yeah it's like you could realize all day long that it's not working for you totally but until you have like you said support or a program or these 
steps in place, these tools to interrupt that pattern, you're just going to keep playing it out. Keep playing it out. Like awareness is one thing. Sure. But you must put into practice completely new ways of being. Yes. Okay. So that's kind of what I want to talk about next. Like, okay, so you you start going to meetings and you understand the program. Is it similar to like an AA program? Yeah, it's very similar. 12 steps, the whole thing. Everything's pretty much the same, only you're now discussing the love addiction mm-hmm. and how to date. And it's it's from both sides, actually. It's not just for people who are love addicts or um, obsessing about that. It's also for people who are anorexic, they call it. Mm-hmm. That's a term in SLAW. So people who do not date. So it's on the opposite side. So they don't want to get hurt. They don't want to like oh. do anything. So they're like, I'm just not going to, I'm not going to talk to anybody. Yeah. And so then they have to work to sort of, sort of start being with a person mm-hmm. and, and doing all that. Cause that's not healthy either. Yeah. Just to say, I'm not going to do anything with anyone. So interesting. Yeah. I had no idea that it was like the other end because it is a spectrum, it right? Is. Yeah. I imagine that like so many of my listeners right now are thinking, wait, do I, am I, yeah. am I a love addict? Do I need to go? You know, do I have issues with like codependency? Um, because I think that everyone has a little bit of it somewhere. Somewhere, yeah. Yeah. So how did you start implementing this into your life? And like, how did it play out in your relationships? I mean, when you started to from b- before you realized it to yeah. like when you started to change. So it was sort of the same journey with substances and alcohol and things. I was like, this isn't working for mm-hmm. my life. My life is, is unmanageable. I don't know what's going on. I know when I go out and I say I'm going to just do X, X does not happen. Yeah. Okay. Next thing I know, I wake up and it's like Monday morning and it was Thursday. And I'm like, how did I get here? <laughs> yeah. But I knew I had a acting class. I do wish that I knew you back then. We could have gone out like one or two nights. Girl. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was wild. But by the next day, you'd be like, Dre, you need to, you, yeah. you need to, you need to do that. Uh, but I had an acting class on Mondays at 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. And I could not make it. I couldn't make the class. Like I just, wow. I was done yeah. over or whatever. But anyway, so when I got into slaw, um, it was really messy. Like it, it's, it's, it's like, you know, something isn't right. And I'm like, I'm not being treated well, but I keep showing up. Mm-hmm. And then something just started to click in my brain, especially being in therapy. She was mm-hmm. like, look, these are your patterns. Let's talk about your father. Yeah. And when you see the parallel, it's yeah. like. Of the but, guy you were dating. Yeah. yeah. Of just like, I would get off the phone with him, get off the phone with my dad and they would both make me feel mm-hmm. the same. And that's when I kind of had this moment of like, yeah. Oh my God. And then also meeting people that you don't even know and just unpacking on them. I'm like, hey, here's all of my my yeah. baggage. Can you take that? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, what's your name again? Mm-hmm. And not even caring. Um, and just kind of wanting a person there, not thinking about who they are, what their values are, what they care or like. Yeah. I just wanted a body there. Mm-hmm. And so I started looking at that and then I went to Slaw. And even though I was going to slaw at the time, I was still dating someone that was really toxic for me. Mm-hmm. And I would literally, he would drop me off at my meetings. <laughs> <laughs> he would pick me up. Oh, it was a really bad spot. But I was like, I'm still going. Yeah. So it's fine. You're like, I'm going to apply all of this later. Later. Yeah. yeah. Because I was addicted to him. Like mm-hmm. he was my everything. And then what was really unfortunate about that situation was he was, a slaw addict too mm. so he had his own stuff and then you put us together and we're both these codependency weirdos who like cannot detangle it took oh us like five God. years wow yeah it was like one of the messiest times in my life mm. yeah it was really really awful okay so what does dating look like for you now um, that you have these tools 
and you know you've been through it and you've helped other people along the way yeah I mean dating now is I gotta go slowly Mm -hmm. and it's still a struggle because it doesn't in my opinion these issues don't really go away Mm -hmm. you just have to manage them yeah and it's not like alcohol or drugs like I don't have to drink or do drugs to survive but I want to be in a relationship right and so when I see these things coming up or someone's tapping into those triggers, I have to back away. Mm-hmm. And what's unfortunate is, is the relationships that kind of spark that are what's exciting, mm-hmm. right? And then the ones where the guy's like, oh, I'm going to call you back and text you back and be available. I'm like, ew. <laughs> Why? <laughs> yeah. But now I'm working through that and I'm You're like, like, boring. Boring. Yeah. Seriously. I'm like, you want to hang out again? I need to chase you, you know, because <laughs> that's what I know. Right. And so when those roles are changing and I'm feeling more like I'm worth it mm-hmm. and I deserve this. And it, it's it's a process because it's not the natural wiring. Right. And so I show up and I'm like, Dre, this is where I need to be. This is where I want to be. And you just keep practicing it. But it doesn't always feel exciting. No. Well, because you're addicted to the chemistry in your body, yes. that adrenaline, that dopamine, yeah. like everything that happens when you're in fight or flight when you feel it's like a motherfucker man yeah when you feel like you can't have the thing that you want yeah. and if you don't have the thing that you want you're gonna die which is how that's real like you feel this yes. is how we all feel in these moments this is how i mean this the last two years of the show talking about non-monogamy this is how most people feel when their partner goes out on a date you oh. know for the first time or yes. maybe the 15th time but they still haven't learned how to relax their nervous system and get to a place where they can tolerate it and it feels for some people then they get to a place where it even feels good and they enjoy it and they Mm -hmm. love it and they you know and then that becomes exciting um but it's it's such an interesting dynamic because the chemistry in our body is actually very neutral Mm -hmm. it's the energy that we apply to it and project onto it you know so it's like oh this is this feels really exciting for me and I really really love the feeling and for someone else that same adrenaline is like I'm gonna vomit I hate this like I don't want to know what they're doing you know obviously two different scenarios right um but I think that for most people like I said earlier there is some element of dependency or addiction in there and you see it across whether it be monogamous relationships, which is most of your experience, or non-monogamous experiences because people chase that new relationship energy too. Mm -hmm. That like first couple of months of being with someone brand new, of course, you're like, everything's mysterious. You're learning everything about them and you're sharing parts of yourself to someone new that's ever heard them. So like it's fun. And people think that they're in love with these new people all the time, but – they might not be. Right. It's just desire, a lot of times lust. And more often than not, they're like in love with the version of themselves that they yep. get to be with that, you know, person. So I this is one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the show because I'm like, oh, this is so relevant to I think a lot of my listeners. And there's so much across the spectrum of whatever style of relationship you're in, whether it's monogamous, polyamorous, whether you're hot monogamy, whatever, which is like when couples are like still monogamous, but they like fantasize and they talk about everything and they like bring the idea of other people into the bedroom. And I think that this sort of, this adrenaline rush that people want can Mm -hmm. be a healthy thing if you manage it, like you say. I mean, that that makes me think about, um, first of all, I want to say a lot of people don't know about this. I was talking to a girlfriend of mine on the way here 
And we've been friends for yeah. like a year and a half, but I don't always talk about this. And she had no idea right. that this was even a thing. No, that's what I said to you. I'm yeah. like, I have a show about sex, love, and relationships, and I've yeah. never had on anybody that's like an expert in dependency. Yeah. What are we doing? You have to be on the show next week. It's a real yeah. thing. And so, you know, and you were just speaking about that feeling when you first start dating someone. So recently I was dating someone and I really took my time. Mm-hmm. I really took my time. And he represented in a certain way. And it was great. But it was too great. And I was like, because I know myself, and I was like, Drea, don't fall. Don't fall. Just tip your toe in. Because I'll just, I'll jump in the whole thing. Yeah. You know? And like five months, six months, there was a whole different shade. Mm. You know? But it took time to get there. Yeah. But he had all these other layers. And it's not that like they were bad. It's just I needed to make a different decision. Mm-hmm. You know? Because I was like, is this a person that I want to invest in? Right. Because it's all nice when it's bright and shiny. Sure. Everyone's putting their best foot forward. Yes. It's like the first day of school. <laughs> Right. Like wearing your brand new outfit. I'm always like, let's just get in the mess. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I wish you could just give somebody a flashcard. I'm like, these are my strengths. These are my weaknesses. Just take a look. If you don't want it, give me my flashcard back. Like, I just want to get on with it. Have you done speed dating? No. (laughs) (laughs) You have five minutes to talk about, like, here's all my baggage. Yes. Um, We can do a part two, but. I maybe should do that. Because I'm like, I'm a lot. And I know I'm a lot. Yeah. And it's so interesting now dating because I know certain aspects of my personality are just that mm-hmm. and meeting somebody it, it's it's a different experience now after being in the program because I know I have to go so slowly yeah. with someone and I will see a person every single day of the week if they want to I mm-hmm. like them I'm like I'm down yeah but that's not healthy yeah you know but that's great that you're learning to go slow I think that like we go we move way too fast yeah. these days in society and you know, I think that letting things unfold and taking your time and really getting to know someone before making like big decisions yes. or like jumping in and taking all these steps can be beautiful. This is not a knock on like, you know, having sex on the first date, which I <laughs> do not mind whatsoever or like jumping right in and like having a one night stand or something like that. But the the whole like moving in together, only knowing each other for three months or yeah. like, you know, getting married right away, starting a family like and people are like, well, when you know, you know. And it's like, I think that until you're with somebody for like two and a half to three That's years. That's what I heard. I just heard that the other day, three years. Yeah, because the the relationship that you have for the first two years is something entirely different. It's mm. its own beast and you will never have it again. You actually can't even like get back there. I mean, you right. can't get back anywhere. There's only moving yeah, forward. Yeah, right. But sort of what we were talking about with like the chemistry that happens when you are having that like chemical combustion with that person in the first two years when like the sex is amazing and like they can do no wrong and like (laughs) but like that that beginning thing it's because their pheromones and your pheromones are doing something and that chemical reaction literally wears off in two years i know it's so sad it's so sad it's so sad but something new takes its place and it's beautiful Mm -hmm. and but that's when you really like that's the test of time it's like okay am I going to sink or swim with this person like what does my love commitment look like to them you know am I committed to now watch them grow and develop and change and be an entirely new person from year to year sometimes month to month I mean mean, we're like growth addicts so that's when you're like okay I'm going to be in it with this person but this is why you see so many people jump from relationship to relationship every two or three years yeah. or so because they're like, oh, this one's dead. This is not my person. But it's like you just lost that that NRE, that new relationship energy. Right. 
um, that you're going to in the next one. The next person exactly. isn't going to solve the problem. And that's so common now. People are just like ready to jump ship. Yeah. Nobody's trying to like really just. Yeah. Know. We have everything on demand. Like why would you? Like yeah, you I could just get. order somebody over yeah. here. Like. Yeah. And that's it. Well, we're probably going to get dinner after this. And it's going to be like 35 minutes to the door. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Um, I, I think that is the trouble with society in some ways with like dating apps and everything is so yep. deliverable and so fast that it makes it challenging to take your time, yep. as you were saying. Because but, it's like, if you're not doing what I want, I'm going to go get on the app and, oh, there's five other people mm-hmm. that are going to do what I want as well. Right. So, Which in some ways is great. Like it's brought the world to your front door. Literally, you but, don't have to leave your home kind of crazy when the options are endless it can be overwhelming and but then at that point i think sort of like for you and pasha which you guys have already done this but it's like you have to change your relationship style mm-hmm. because i do think it's beautiful to be able to still explore those options but have your primary right. person but not yeah. everybody can do that yeah not everybody can do that well you tried you know girl i mean yeah how did I it go know. like one because you dated somebody yeah we never Who? actually got to the point okay. of full-on doing it it was like a lot of discussion about mm-hmm. it but i think i was open to it because one we were long distance mm-hmm. so there was that aspect and i think as i get older i'm just more realistic that my partner isn't just gonna have sex with me and i don't even know if i want him to just right. have sex with me right like i'm interested in like having some fun times doing yeah. some things. I'm not like super adventurous, but <laughs> you know, like a birthday or a holiday, you know, but I'm open That birthday hall pass is exactly. really nice once a year. Exactly. Yeah. Because I'm just, I'm more real. And, but mm-hmm. old Dre at 20 years old, I'm like, you ain't going. Like, yeah. You're fine. Right. Cool. He's like to the bathroom. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like I'll be oh watching. Wait, yeah. This is so good. Yeah. I mean, but I'm like, what was that in me? Mm-hmm. Just constantly feeling like they were going to leave. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, like I said, the trajectory with my father is so important because mm-hmm. that is really in there. I'm thinking someone's always going to leave me. Yeah. And the, the thing is, they will. Yes. Everyone will leave. Even the partner God, that's going to, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, but they will. Like even the person that's going to be with you yeah. and for the rest of your lives, like at one point, like I'm sure, I mean, maybe not because he's like, you know, Mr. Longevity over here, but I'll maybe die before him. I don't know who's going to die first, but like, that's the thing about this human experience is we're actually alone. Oh, and yes. I'm sorry. Come on. It's, but just, that's why uh, it's so important to do the no. work of like loving right. yourself and realizing that you don't actually need anyone. I, I know this is so sorry for I'm therapy. Like, I'm in <laughs> But I mean, of course, it's, it's amazing to have partnership. And the partnership is, you know, I've done an episode on codependency, um, which we'll link in the show notes. Um, recently I've also done an episode by the way I thought of this earlier um called your partner's not your superhero it's a oh. it's a really old episode and it's about the danger of the one which we're sort of talking about and it's it's an episode for it's not about non-monogamy at all it's actually geared towards you know more traditional relationships of like monogamy and how to make sure you don't fall into this trap so check those out because they're really good now I totally forget what I was gonna say but but <laughs> You saying your partner's not your superhero for me, like, so, cause I'm still me, Drea. It's so yeah. triggering. I'm like, yes, they are. What are you talking about? They are your superhero. Yeah, but you know, but I push be. it. I'm like, Drea, I know. Yes. yes. I know you're right. But my instincts, I, you should have seen me. I was like, yeah, I told you, that. you got into feral mode. <laughs> I did. But that is incorrect. Oh my gosh. Um, oh my God. That's really funny. 
<laughs> your partner is not your superhero, which is it's true, though. It's true. You should check out the episode. It's a good one. And I think that I have no idea like what point I was going to make. Allie, do you have any idea where I was going? Okay, wait, we've got a question from Allie. Allie's Yay! our producer. She's been working on this show with me for a year. And so cute. We're Love bringing it. her into the studio these days. Um, something I've been thinking. Do you feel like a, a non-monogamous relationship would feed your addiction in any sort of way, negative or positive? Mm. Like it would be or negative because there's still an aspect of like a chase and mm -hmm. someone who's not just yours? Huh. I've never thought about that. Mm. Would it feed it? I don't. I don't know. I've never experienced it, but I think it would be. It would. I would need to feel really safe with my partner to do something like that. Like I would need to feel like I am their everything. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. Yeah. If that's even okay to say, right? Not like okay to say, like I can say it, but mm -hmm. looking at if that's a healthy way to be or not, right? But and I think it's just because I haven't had that sort of bond in a long time and i would need to feel like hey this is my person they've got my back i've got their back before we like opened mm. things up because I'm, I'm more interested in that these days versus i think before if someone wanted to just quickly do that i'd be like yeah okay and right. not think about nothing about yourself no because you're trying to please yeah but now i know i have to take these slower steps i'm not opposed to it mm -hmm. it's not a hard no like it used to be you know but i would just there would have to be very careful but do you think that it would keep you excited to know that your partner would be on a date with someone See, pause, else? Pause, okay. Pause. These solo adventures, I don't know about that. Okay. <laughs> so you're only talking about like yeah. threesomes with yes. you. Yeah, yeah, got yeah. It. I, I got to be there. Mm -hmm. That's where I would need to start. Okay. Like maybe it could evolve into something mm -hmm. else. But like solo, you on a date? Oh, God, no. I have heart palpitations. <laughs> I'm not there yet. <laughs> Yeah, which is normal. I think yeah. most people start from a place um, where they're opening a monogamous relationship, right? You know, and going to explore and mostly want to have like threesome or foursome or whatever the case is, or go to a sex party and watch. You know, those things are yeah, see, really fun for that. Yeah, and that's like part of how monogamy. Like, don't even do anything with anybody exactly. else, but like watch yeah. other people have sex or have sex in front of other people. Um, but it's interesting because I, I love to see how you got like, okay, so it obviously <laughs> is feeding her addiction in some way, probably negatively at I'm this like, point in time. I now, what about entering into a dynamic like, for example, what Posh and I had with Lauren for years? You know, you meet a couple and you you know that they're married and right. that like they're maybe, and I hate using the hierarchical terms, but I mean, they're there for a reason. Like they're primary partners. They're right. Priority is each other. Absolutely. But they want to be with you and they want to like shower you with like love and they want to date you and they like really enjoy your company. And when you're with them, you feel like amazing. Right. Like you're like, I am their number one priority in this moment. In right. This moment. But like I know that they have their relationship and this could go on forever or it could end next week or whatever. Would you find yourself – <laughs> Maybe it wouldn't. I don't know. Wait, do, you, do you think you would entertain a relationship like that for the experience or would that be too much? That might be too much for me. Okay. That's a lot of emotions, a lot mm -hmm. of personalities. And I tend to attach. Yeah. So I'm like, I guess we're all getting married together. Yeah. You're like, this forever. is my wife now. Yeah. This is my husband. We're yeah. all together. And that's yeah. it. Are we moving in together? 
See, that's how I was with Lauren. I'm like, she's going to have our baby, right? Yes, like, that's how we're I mean, going to make this thing happen. We don't need a surrogate. Exactly. We'll get, we'll get Pasha and Lauren were like, no, this is not what we I'm want. I'm like, we're all integrating. Yeah. This is what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah, that's where my brain would go. Yeah, but I don't know if I could manage yeah. all of that. Okay, so for you, it would have like to be. Like a pop in, see you later. Yeah. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> Which is when I always recommend for couples to hire a sex worker. Yeah. Hire somebody. People have really bad like ideas about for that. For sure. Yeah. For sure. But let me tell you, there are amazing tantric mas- tantric masseuses, um, somatic sexual body workers. Yeah. Um, even just like you would hire an escort. Like yes. the same. I mean, I know everyone's like, okay, is this legal? Is it not? Do your thing, get your needs met and doing it with a professional who like loves being with people yeah. and loves like loving on people is amazing. Yeah. I mean, we've like had our fair share of threesomes and moresomes and it took us actually years before we actually were like, oh, let's like hire somebody. That would be really fun. Right. We wanted a different experience. We actually wanted to go to a dungeon. Um, a dungeon? Yeah, we went, okay. we went to a dungeon in New York. You mm-hmm. went to a dungeon? Mm-hmm. For my birthday. Not last year, the year before. Like, where did people so find these places? I know. God. I mean, our, our old assistant founder, I'll find out. <laughs> but it. it's it's such a great way to know that, like you said, I need to pop in, pop out by Felicia. Because when you're potentially doing this with like a pedestrian, pedestrian is the wrong word, but like, you know, a person <laughs> that you would meet on an app, yeah. they're a whole person with whole feelings person. and intentions and motivations and an aftermath and you've yeah. got to account for that and, and totally. bring them in and take care of them as a human. You see a lot of unicorn hunting gets a bad rap because couples are like, oh, yes. I just want to be with this person and then buy. So that's yes. when it's like, okay, we'll hire a sex worker because that's what their job and their role is. And they right. know that. Right. So I just, I felt the need to make that distinction because yeah. it's, it's, it's a good one. Yeah. You're happy, Allie. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I realize I've had my feet up the whole episode. Whoa, Allie! Allie says no free feet on this show. I'm obsessed with no free feet. Make no it a hashtag. Feet. hashtag. Okay, so so my feet are probably out of the frame, but they were up for the whole time. It's because <laughs> my legs are too short. Um. Okay, so Andrea, I know that people listening to this episode right now are thinking, "Me too." Probably they they might be a hundred percent. Yeah, and like as we said, there's a spectrum, but. Across that spectrum, I'm sure you have tips and tools for people who might be like, okay, I think maybe I go to a meeting or I think I explore a little bit further in this. Like, are there books or other like works that you would recommend or, you know, for people to go to a meeting? Like, what is the thought process and steps that you would say? Okay. Yeah. I I think if you are wondering if you have any sort of love addiction, I think you look at how relationships show up in your life right Mm -hmm. if they are taking over if you find like your friends are saying things to you that you are moving plans to be with this person and they're not doing it for you and for me it was like a physical experience that I would have Mm -hmm. where like I literally felt like I was gonna die like if I couldn't be with this person and it took over everything I'm obsessing about my text messages I'm running late for work like it Mm -hmm. literally was all encompassing yeah so those were kind of the first signals to me especially when you're not getting it back and as an anxious attacher Mm -hmm. the avoidant running away and doing all Mm -hmm. those things I kind of was like okay I need to figure out how to navigate this yeah another thing too is when people are telling me all the time 
Drea, just don't call him. Drea, just don't do this. Because they're not understanding that wiring. Mm -hmm. So being in a room full of other people that are going through the same thing was so helpful to know that, oh, I shouldn't text him. Gee, thanks. I didn't think of that. Right. Right. I yeah. hate when people would say that to me. Mm. So a huge indicator to, for me was looking at how I was navigating other aspects of my life, like my work, seeing my friends, mm -hmm. my family, and then the conversations they were having with me being like, hey, uh, are you all right? Yeah. Because this is a lot. Mm -hmm. And then talking about it all the time. Are you talking about it all the time? Are you texting when you're hanging out with your friends or family? Is that all you're talking about? Right. Yeah. Okay. Those are amazing indicators. And I love what you said about being in the room, like going to a meeting and feeling <clears throat> seen and understood. Yes. So if you are feeling any of these things for yourself, then maybe get your ass to a meeting. Yeah. And Slaw, if you go on their website, they have questions that you can answer to figure out if maybe Oh, that's so perfect. Yeah. We should we're gonna link that in the show notes as well. Is it like a little quiz? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like, a quiz you can yes, take. I am love addict. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I got a hundred percent. Nice. <laughs> You're on that end of the spectrum. I'm on that end of the spectrum. Yeah. Okay, man. <laughs> Before we go, yeah. um, what is exciting for you right now about relationships? Like, are you dating at the moment? Are you looking to date? Are you focused on yourself, work, career? It's actually just a bit of a combo mm -hmm. because I was just in something that was really intense mm -hmm. and it was sort of tapping into those things. Yeah. So like, yeah, I'm dating, but I'm just taking my time and focusing on me because I know how I can get. Yeah. And those things were really, they were coming up in that last situation. So I was like, okay, I still have some work to do, yeah. but I do want to be in a relationship. I do want to be with somebody that's on the same page as me and like, mm -hmm. just do something healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I really want to do that. Great. Well, you heard it. She's looking to date. So <laughs> if you want to date Drea, right into the show. Allie will field all of the suitors. That's true. Yes, yeah. that's actually true. Yeah. I love you, girl. Thank you, you so too. much for doing this. This is so fun. Yeah. I'm yeah. so glad we did it. Yeah, me too. All right. We will see you next week back on Open Late Podcast. Always remember to rate and review the show. We're going to tag Dry in the show notes as well so you can find her. Yeah. She does all sorts of cool shit awesome. all over the world. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.